Welcome to Sparrow Speaks, the podcast with the latest health news and information from Sparrow, Mid-Michigan's premier community health care leader. I'm your host, Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about the prevention and treatment for ACL injuries, especially in the sports setting. Our guest is Dr. Michael Shingles, the sports medicine orthopedic team physician for MSU and who has strong affiliations with Sparrow Sports Medicine and their community outreach. Welcome, Dr. Shingles. Thanks for having me. What is an ACL? ACL stands for anterior cruciate ligament, and it's one of the major ligaments in your knee. Helps give you knee stability when you cut and pivot and prevents your knee from collapsing or rotating or, or shifting. And it's one of four major ligaments in the knee, and it gets a lot of press because it's one of the more common ligaments that are injured that usually need surgery and requires a period of time to get back for. Sure. And who's most at risk for ACL injuries? You know, younger female athletes that are in high-risk sports are at a much higher risk than their male counterparts. And when I say younger female athletes, I mean really anybody that continues to play hard cutting pivoting sports at an aggressive level. It's every time you cut or pivot, there's potential for an ACL injury. And and when you're playing soccer 24/7 year-round, there's just more potential chances to tear your ACL. So that's the the real high-risk group for ACLs. I lost mine to squash, which is definitely all about cutting and pivoting. That that would definitely be uh, one of the sports. It's usually soccer, basketball, the most common, mm-hmm. but you know, some any cutting sport. And how do you treat ACL injuries? When you tear your ACL, the problem is when you cut pivot, you no longer have that protection. So if you continue to cut and pivot and play that sport, your knee will shift on you. When it shifts, it starts tearing other structures in the knee, and then that sort of snowballs, and over time can have a significant negative effects to your knee and eventually arthritis and problems. And so at every level, the, the general recommendation when you tear ACL is to have it reconstructed or potentially even repaired. Sometimes that's something we used to do that's come back to a certain degree. But an ACL reconstruction is still the gold standard. Reconstruction meaning you replace the torn ACL with a graft that will eventually become the, the patient's new ACL. And there's different techniques and there's different graft options. But in general, um, we do recommend surgery for it. And the tough part for an athlete, especially when they're playing 24-7, is it's really a six-month to a year recovery. Six months being really probably as soon as you can go back. Eight months being probably the most realistic expectations. And then sometimes it takes longer. Yeah. That's why when you hear ACL, everybody goes, oh, oh, so sorry. Yeah, it's one of those injuries. It's a season ender. You know, when you get that diagnosis, it's tough. And if you don't do the rehab, oh my goodness, you're in for a world of trouble. Yeah, we do a lot of research on that. And I've been doing ACL surgeries for 20 years and probably done 2,000 plus ACLs. And I've changed a lot of what I do based off, you know, the literature, but also the research we're doing here at Michigan State and some of that in cooperation with Sparrow and on what happens with that strength. And it's surprising. It's, it's fairly scary on how much you have to work in order to get that strength back. It takes a good six months of daily pushing it and working on it. Because if you don't, it's, it's just not going to come back on its own. It's true. But, you know, you always fall in love with your PT therapists, and they're always such good people, and they always urge you and push you in such good ways that you want to do the work. Yeah. Physical therapists and athletic trainers, a lot of the high schools, your athletic trainers are your best friend because they're the ones getting you back in the field. And it's one of the nice things about Sparrow is they do provide athletic trainers for a lot of the high schools or help a lot of high schools with that. And it's a great program that they've done. 
And then the physical therapist, of course, in town do an excellent job with the, the rehab. And so it's usually a combination. I usually send kids, to, or really anybody that tells you, so it's usually physical therapy for three months. And then when we're blessed enough to have an athletic trainer, it's nice because we can augment it with that and then get additional therapy because it's a six-month process, six-month to a year process. The surgery is the same as it was 20 years ago, or is it remarkably different? 20 years ago, you know, really it's not a lot different. We've thrown some different twists into it and tried different things, and it's sort of everything comes full circle. You know, when I first started training, this is back in the early 2000s, and before that, ACL was relatively modern ACL surgery, which is arthroscopic, meaning through a scope and ACL reconstruction. The old way was a big incision, and it was more what's called an anterior lateral ligament reconstruction. They tighten up the structures around the knee to stabilize the knee. Worked pretty well, but they weren't really anatomically putting the ACL back the way it's supposed to be. And so modern ACL essentially is putting the ACL back as close as possible to where it should be. And that hasn't changed a lot. We've just been doing it for a while. So you get more proficient at it. And then the instrumentation and the techniques become more reliable. And so it's a pretty routine surgery and it gets really good results. Yeah. How do you help prevent ACL injuries? So that's a really good question, and that's something that you actually can, and lots of research on that as well. And we feel that female athletes, there's lots of theories to why female athletes, why is it 8-1, to 6-1, to one more common for a female teenage basketball player to tear their ACL compared to a male? And could it be hormonal? Could it be um, difference in the strength evaluation between the quads and the hamstrings? There's lots of theories. And I think it's the subtle differences in the way the muscles react cut and pivot. So when your quads fire to your hamstrings and and when that's off a little bit, is that what's causing that knee to shift? And so sports metrics or jumping programs can help athletes or train athletes how to to jump and land in a way that it's more safe for their knee. And it's just like shooting a basket a thousand times. If you do those jumps over and over, then it just becomes routine for you. And studies have shown that these jumping programs, these ACL jumping programs have done with intensity and can be very helpful to prevent ACL injuries down the road. I like the idea of that. And of course, there are some things you can do with regard to cutting and pivoting with cones and running circuits and things like that. Yeah. So Sparrow has a jumping program over at the Michigan Athletic Club, and it's been set up to make it be very affordable. It's like a six-week program, and it's mainly for athletes when they've done three months of physical therapy after the ACL injury. Really, athletes of all ages are welcome, and they go there and they work on these jumps and these landings. And those people that have gone through ACL surgery take it really serious because they're trying to get back to the sport, and that's going to help them get there and help prevent a Mm re-injury. The key is, I guess, if you can get the athletes that haven't torn their ACL to put that much effort into it pre-season, along with everything else you're doing, the hope would be to prevent the ACL in the first place. And so you you sometimes get those questions from parents and what can we do? And that's one thing you can do. You can do the jumping program and make it part of your routine, you know, along with practicing your sport, you practice protecting your knee. Athletes always wonder, is it going to be as strong as my original equipment when I get my ACL replaced? That's a really good question. And the nice thing about anterior ligament reconstructive surgery is that's the expectation. You know, if you tear your ACL and we reconstruct it, it's not going to be 100%, but it's never going to be 100%. But it's in the 90th percentile. It's, I mean, it's more than likely it's going to not re-tear and you're going to do well if you do all the little things and we put the ACL in correctly. 
So some athletes always say it feels stronger than our side. I mean, realistically, I guess technically that graft can be stronger than your native ACL, mm-hmm. but it's more so is it can be strong enough that if your muscles and your strength are appropriate that you're not going to re-tear. And almost always we can get our athletes back from this particular injury. Sometimes it's difficult when there's other structures torn with the ACL. Sometimes it's difficult if there's predisposing factors to tearing it. You know, you still have those those chances. But the expectation is like, yes, your ACL should be as strong as the other knee and you should be able to get back to your sport. Okay, and this is way off, way out there, but would you ever consider putting a much stronger ACL into a female athlete that maybe wasn't from a female donor? You know, it's funny. So, Graft options. The first graft we sort of use is bone, patella, tendon, bone, and that's still a very popular graft where you take a middle third of the patella tendon and a piece of bone from the patella and the tibia, and you can make the ACL out of that. Hamstrings is a very popular graft and one of my more favorite grafts, a very strong graft, small incision, and you can make a beautiful ACL out of that. And We take two of the hamstrings and we actually sew sort of that covering and sheath over it so they heal back. Mm. Sounds sort of you got to take the grafts from somewhere. And those those are the two most popular grafts. You can take a little strip of the quadriceps, which is the muscle that's on top of the kneecap. That's gaining some popularity. It's sort of a newer graft that's being used. And then cadaver graft. You could take somebody else's graft. You know, there's people that think each graft's better. And, and overall, they're all excellent grafts. And each surgeon's got the reasons why they like them. But with allograft, for me... I'm 51 now, but even 35, that's a no-brainer. I'm getting allograft because they're not taking it from me, and I'm not worried about the cadaver graft. That's someone else's tendon. Put it in there, let my knee make that into my own ACL, and it works real well. But sometimes people ask for uh, the aver, can I get make sure I got somebody that was really athletic and whatnot. And unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. But overall, allograft probably is stronger than the ACL. The other, the native ACL, so are the other ones, at least initially when we put it in. But the body sort of absorbs that graft at first, then gets the blood supply, and it grows into its own ACL. So, yeah, the actual graft's actually stronger, technically stronger than the ACL, but it's, unfortunately, it's not that simple. I mean, it's overall, it's probably, I wouldn't say it's better to have an ACL reconstructing than a normal knee. I mean, it's better to have your own ACL. But, I mean, we sort of do make it stronger, but at the end of the day, it's going to be, can you correct the cutting pivoting? Can you avoid those little things and minimize the chance of re-injury? Is there anything else you'd like to add today? I'm just glad that COVID is sort of falling behind us. And at least here in the United States, we have it pretty well under control. And it'd be great to get out there and play some sports and yeah. get back to normal life. And so it's an exciting time. It's frustrating when we've had some of our new athletes out for a year and a half and they go out and they tear their ACL the first you know, two or three weeks. It's like... Mm. Going back to jail with COVID, but yeah, um, exactly. I think as a, as society, we're going to appreciate sports a lot more at this point. And everyone sort of had like, what happens when you tear your ACL and miss a large section of your sporting career? Well, we sort of everybody had to do that with COVID. So if you can make it through COVID, you can make it through an ACL injury. Got it. Thank you so much, Dr. Michael Shingles, for being with us today. Yes, thank you for having me. To learn more about Sparrow Orthopedics and sports medicine, visit sparrow.org slash orthopedics. And be sure to subscribe to Sparrow Speaks in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts for our additional healthcare topics. I'm your host, Deborah Howell. Thanks for listening, and have yourself a great day.